Hey, KMS Rundown listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Sheldon. Yeah. Give me, uh, give me your book report ideas. Go. Let's go. Come on. What do you got? Um, I haven't done book reports since I was in middle school. Yeah. So honestly, it's a really stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, to do one where Kirk or do one of a guy that Kirk actually likes talking to is really fucking stupid. (laughs) So (laughs) did you, is that, was this like a deep fake? Did you set him up on Twitter to just have that come out on the show? Like what was your plan there? I I I didn't have a plan. It's actually an idea. I stole from other, another yeah, I, to be clear, this this wasn't Sheldon's original idea. Gustin, take I, it from I, Sheldon. I, Gustin, nothing wrong. He got in the DM. He's fine. I don't <laughs> know what the big deal is. It was a bad idea that he stole off of his original bad idea, which was just less bad than his original one. Who gives a shit what it was? It was bad regardless. Well, you clearly... But he was very excited. He didn't want to tell Kirk because he was very excited. You clearly played a big role in him getting fired today. I think he got Ziggy. Did he get fired today? Is he done? Uh, that's the question everyone's asking as of Friday night. Um, I did reach out to Kirk for comment on the record, got no response. So I don't know if he's keeping it close to his vest. I mean, he did say you're fired. So I guess he's fired. It's just the way the show ended wasn't really clear, wasn't a goodbye. Kirk started talking like at the end in the present tense, like, all right, if I fire Gus, he's still going to be back anyways. So I don't know. It was up for interpretation, I guess we could say. Um, I think if I had to guess, Kirk might reach out behind the scenes off air and say, listen, Gus, just quit. I'll bring you back in a part time. We'll try it out every other week, whether it's with Mick, whether it's with Montante. But I, I think he's going to have a heart to heart with him and just say, like, just just, just quit. Just quit. Because it was a firing, but it also wasn't really a firing so <laughs> well i don't i don't understand when, when he asked him if he had gus do you have anything to promote at the end of the show it's like <laughs> well i don't know what are you what are we doing here and then gus starts to talk about the rundown and everything else like what do we you, you're fired bro like what are you doing what are you promoting i don't understand ah well i, I guess i don't know this, this is the strangest oh. show this has been the strangest week. This was a whole hostage situation that now has turned into a firing, not firing. I have no idea. And here we are. I don't know what to do. I, I listened to today's episode three times, and I'm still not positive that Gus is fired. Mm-hmm. And this comes back to George Carlin. You come up to your desk, and some guy walks up and says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but Gus was there the whole goddamn time. Gus, what do you yeah. have for the show? What does it matter? He was fired. Wasn't he? I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. Not a clue. Yeah, this week was as like on your edge, like get no work done at your actual job. Watch every second because you just had to know what's going on. And I feel like Monday is going to be the same thing when it starts. Like, is Gus going to be there? It's just going to it's going to keep going until he's just like squished. Like the cockroach finally gets squished. Doesn't doesn't survive anymore. I don't know. I, I it's it's I'd like to. Well, I, I shouldn't say I'd like to see it be done, but. I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people were complaining, like, oh, just get it over with. It's taking forever. I don't know. It was a very captivating week, even though it did drag on like that Wednesday. Uh, the emergency show felt like a three and a half hour show, but it, I think it was like two hours. It's probably the shortest show of the week. 
It's just, as uh, Coleman said, very uncomfy. It was very uncomfy, and it's I been was very uncomfy for five days. Of Gus and a focus on Gus has been way too much Gus time. So then you, then you have like last night where he's doing his video and it's, it's way too much Gus content. We we have gone overboard. He is, he is perfect in very small doses. That that little bit is great. But now everything is shifted. So now it's way too much Gus. And now everybody, I I actually was on the Gus bus and I can't stand the guy anymore. Now I I hate him and I can't. I can't unhate him, and I—that's all, all I want to, because he's—he's a sweet kid, like he's a—he's a, a little little puppy out there, and you just—I hate his guts, and I want him to leave and be done. Yeah, with is it—is it speed one or speed two with the with the bus? Can't go under fifty miles per hour. That is the Jesus gust Christ. bus. Like there's just no, there's no breaking it. It's just a boat. Speed one is the bus. Don't act dumb. My God, I've seen very few movies. I know that. Yeah, you know that for sure. So is there like, do we want to talk about like a do over? Do we want to talk about like what you would do in these situations? Cause well, I'm fascinated I, to know what you guys would do. What yeah. Do I mean, first off, if I were to give my pitch, my ace up the sleeve wouldn't be, I'm willing to add sneakers to my PlayStation account. Um, <laughs> and then, which was funny because Kirk called sneakers and Kirk, once sneakers picked up, Kirk was like, all right, Gus, explain what's going on. As if Gus could like articulately explain what's going on. Um oh, wow. I don't know. I, I think there are, if you were to ask me like, what would I have done? I probably would have sold the PS five show that you have, that you're, you're really making a life change. I would have tried to do some content maybe around Mick. I know there were some cancelable, cancelable tweets out there. I don't know why he Gus didn't bring those up on the show Wednesday when Mick was in, maybe do something around that. Maybe try to go find Bruce. Uh, I know he, he frequents diners down in New Jersey on the shore. Like it's pretty easy to find yeah. like where he kind of frequents. I don't know. Maybe, maybe cap um, kidnap him, but. Yeah, what that, he did was not, not was not what was needed. No, no, and I don't I don't understand, Sheldon. You tell me. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I know that you uh, you at least are an animal doctor. It seems uh, out in North Dakota, but I don't understand why you have to like a medical condition where he gets to smoke a joint every night before bed. Like to, to for one person to smoke a joint before bed. That's that's a lot of weed to be smoking just you know nightly. Just he can't even give that up. I don't know. I don't know why. Why is it that he has to be on all these substances because he has a high metabolism? He could do that. Like that's what, what's the explanation there? So he can't give up drugs. He can't give up his PS5. But his car sounds like shit. <laughs> Honestly, we all have problems, but uh, this is the fucking real world. We don't have to smoke a joint to go to sleep. Fucking drink booze that's legal like a man. And fucking go to bed. <laughs> But goddamn, if I had a car that I could drive but was broke down, I wouldn't have a fucking PS5 so I could play a simulation of me polywashing stuff. <laughs> that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Buy fucking tires for your car and get the oil change or do it. It's it it, a, a classic pussy and fucking go to your goddamn job. That's not a fucking broken down car, you dummy. <laughs> it's a classic yeah. Gus excuse. Like it's not like he didn't have tires. Just let me point. finish. Let me finish. <laughs> it's not like his his tires were popped or like the alternator broke. The car wouldn't start. His tires were bald, and he needed an oil change. It's just like they just got bald. He's had that job for four fucking months, dude. <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's a problem. They didn't just. Become, they weren't good one day, and the next day they were bald. No, he did if, the penny test. 
Oh no, but he had he tested didn't reach a million games that he could play for seven hours. <laughs> well, he had a month of the best stuff done. I'm well, done talking about Gus. I'm done with it. I'm well, done. I, I'm okay. Well, that's fine, Sheldon. I was going to ask you. Maybe, maybe he could ask maybe for his wedding if he could have got asked for tires. Maybe <laughs> ask that if you want to. No, we needed that five hundred dollar gift card to Disney. <laughs> like, fuck us. Fucking live in the real world. It's a goddamn fantasy land at this point. He's got a he's got a house full of board games that he can't get to work. <sighs> he's got no car that works, but he's got board games for days. Oh, and that fucking stupid dinosaur holding a wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dummy. <laughs> Grow up. You're in your fucking 30s, dude. It, I, actually, one of the things he like a last-ditch Hail Mary effort could have been bringing, I mean, this would have been all about Gus, so maybe it wouldn't have worked, but bringing in his dad on the show or calling his dad and like I'm maybe, on his have, side. maybe have Ron Augustus decide his fate of the job. Maybe that would have played. I don't know. He should be more like his dad. It doesn't have to all be about him. Just do your fucking job and work hard. And then you wouldn't be in this goddamn predicament. His dad is totally right. I'm on his dad's side. <laughs> well, I think I think probably on Monday, I think his journey to being a a mail carrier, I think that's that's the journey. That's when it that's starts. That's too good there. for him. He needs know. to do fucking actual manual labor. He needs to go <laughs> fucking build construction and be at the end of the totem pole. Fuck him. I'm I'm tired of this. Okay. Well, I, you're not he, entitled to anything. And he thinks he apparently is, and he's not. This is bullshit. So I'm done talking about it. That's okay. it. That's, that's all right. It. Okay. I was gonna ask you about his landscaping ability if you trust no. him plowing your driveway, but that's fine. That's fine. We don't need to go there. That's totally I'm done. Fine. I'm done. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have anything else on Gus, Ziggy? Um I'm not Sheldon. Yes, I do, but I'm kind of afraid of Sheldon yelling at me I if know, I bring it up. It's terrifying. Um, so I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just the big question is: is was Gus fired? Shrug. I don't know. Shrug emoji is what apparently what Gus uh, DM someone when they asked him. So um, I guess I, we'll find out. But I don't. I don't want to uh, blow past this here. But do we? Does Kirk deserve any criticism? for for this at all i mean i i see some edge lords on twitter saying oh well he's such a pussy he's gonna fire him what's he doing but this is all i feel like this is all part of the show that's like this is all yeah i am curious when when during the whole producer search originally it was like kirk was replacing dave with one producer somewhere along the lines he came to the conclusion he was going to go with two but he didn't announce that till he hinted at it like the day before or two days before Sako. but i'm wondering when if he had to like run that by Portnoy before making the final decision. And if so, what was his pitch to Dave? Like, okay, I'm going to bring on a second producer. I mean, even if the salaries were the same, it still matters from a benefits perspective. It still matters from like headcount logistically, not to sound like Julie. Um, but I don't know. I'm just curious what Kirk would have pitched to him. Like what, what did he see for that role? I, it's, wow. it is kind of open up. It's up for interpretation, which, Gus is the worst person to put in that role if you need them to interpret their own job description, basically. Well, CEO, if you listened, he didn't pass it by Portnoy until he already did it. Okay. And then uh, he said that he was going to pay them this and this, and then Portnoy agreed. Do you think Kirk would actually go and be like, well, Dave, can I... Can I hire I this know. other guy? All right, hypothetically, hypothetically, no, hypothetically we listen to the episodes. <laughs> All right, I'm scared. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm scared. All right, we're moving on. All right, we're moving on. Hey, hey, happier times. Okay. Now it's I'm it's, happy. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, it's the era of the MM boys. It feels oh, like this thing has some real momentum. We got Mick, we got Montante. This is at least 
the Montante part is exactly what I expected. I had no idea Mick would be coming back. Um, man, Mick really sticks to his guns. I'll tell you what, when he really wants to not work someplace, he lets it be known and he never comes back ever, ever. So I didn't actually expect Mick to do this. I thought he was actually done. I, I don't know if anybody else actually believed him, but I, I did. And now no, I think, I think I said last week, Mick will be back. Um, yeah. Again, another cockroach you can't kill. Um, I do like Mick because he did follow me. He did he did uh he did oh. rubber bellies and, and praise the rundown. So I like him a little better, but I did have to ask for the follow. So um I, I I'm I'm lukewarm on Mick at the moment. He um he did play some sound from our show on his show. I don't know if you got the if you caught that at all, Ziggy, but uh Sheldon and I were prominently featured on that episode. I um, mean, and it was a great sound bite. It was. We sounded really good. I did not hear you on that show, Ziggy. So I don't know if that Weird. plays a part. In some anything. some people call Mick a wormy little shit. It's not me. Kirk might have said that, not me. Okay. All right. Well, um, well we're quote to give, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> um, Sheldon, you know Montante very well. Um, I think you know Nick Mick pretty well. In your guesstimation, who's who's breaking first? Because one of these guys. I mean, Kirk is going to have them in a stranglehold real quick. Which one would you predict is going to break first? Uh, Mick would break before Montante. Montante, we we could punch him in the face. We could beat him up. And, like, he's basically just mud. Like, you can't mm-hmm. form him. You can't build anything out of him. He's just there. He's definitely he's there and he's horny as all get out. He is excited. He Honestly, is, I knew he's he down to clown, dude, man. But my God, today is just like, geez, just take a step back, dude. Like Marge Simpson. Like, well, I gotta go take a piss. I think he had to go to the bathroom and just rub one out because like he couldn't function. <laughs> I think the Jetsons oh. came on during the show and he had to run out and, and take care of business. <laughs> I was surprised it wasn't Edna Crabapple that he was that he <laughs> But I, I will I will say this, Sheldon, and I asked the, I asked that question already having an opinion. Montante <laughs> is way more sensitive than Mick ever is. If you if anybody wants to go through, and I love Montante, I'm a I'm a Montante guy. If you, go, if you go through and read his replies, he is not somebody who likes to bust chops with, with people. He's not like it's it's very he's very serious when other people are giving him a hard time. He's perfectly fine if Kirk is doing it. But I've noticed he's gets very sensitive on Twitter. Um just saying. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm a montard. Not really. But I would be close to a Montard. I'm just not going to call myself a Montard. And you can yell at him and you can belittle him. And, yeah, he'll probably ignore you in real life like he's done to me today when I texted him. So, fuck you, Montante. Okay. But he never freaked out and left the studio like Mick did. I, I mean, I listened to that. That was a real thing. That happened. Yeah, that is the number one rule. You cannot leave. You cannot leave the studio. So that does that does hurt him there, Ziggy. Yeah, Montante is soft. I don't know if you guys saw um, Mick's tweet tonight about like quote tweeting Mama K, who literally all Mama K responded to him was like so soft. And then he just like quote tweeted her, did this long thing. It's like your whole, the whole thing Kirk says about you is you're Mick, that you're like you're sensitive and you can't take a joke and you can't be self deprecating. And then at like one little comment from Mama K just sets him off. So 
that's a red flag. I do see a couple more red flags, maybe for Montante. Like, is he actually invested in the job? We know Mick, his his long term, like he has incentive there to go full time B job and then try to be the A producer. I don't think that would ever happen. Um, Montante saying the the job would be easy for him. That's not a great. I we I know what he means, but at the same time, like you need to. This should be the time where you're proving yourself. Kirk mentioned it today. Like it's kind of weird. You guys haven't done anything. I think mm-hmm. I went back at Montante's Twitter since uh, they announced the Eminem boys, and he quote tweeted a gay pride parade video. Um, he quote tweeted the general of the Yemen armed forces, and then he had the toilet picture. Like the toilet picture was good. That was content yep. for the show. I don't know if that was his intention. If it was a master plan, or he just stumbled upon that. Um, Mick at least is kind of tweeting about the show, but again, they're not. They're not like really teaming up together to show to prove. And then the last point before Sheldon rambles, whatever he's going to talk about. Um, Montante was bragging how he could get that ringer guy's phone number. Like, why mm-hmm. didn't you get the ringer's guy, ringer guy's phone number and have it ready and show, okay, I'm being proactive. I have initiative. Like, that's what you need to do at this point. So I don't know a couple of red flags, but Sheldon, the floor is yours, I suppose. Mm-hmm. He already explained that he didn't get it because Gus already waited Kirk out and he still had the job. So why would he jump through hoops and do all that and burn bridges to get that number when Gus still had the job? That's a terrible excuse. excuse. No, it's not. You have your dream job right there and you're not willing to burn a little bridge to get like, to get to it. I don't know. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Hey, listen, listen. Maybe, maybe the Flintstones came on. Okay. And he had to work one out. (laughs) Did you guys ever consider that? Okay. Leave him alone. All right. The guy's busy. What are you gonna do? Marge th- came up with her fucking yell tits and <laughs> uh, God damn it, Montante. But if, if <laughs> but you are right, Ziggy, in that the, now they're not gonna have Gus around to beat up. Like that punching bag is gonna be gone. So now the focus is gonna be on them. How are they right. gonna handle that? They're gonna have to show some hustle here. Is Montante gonna be able to hustle like he should? Like I think he thinks he's just gonna be able to sit down in that chair. And he's just going to kick it with Kirk and him and Kirk are going to have the greatest show ever. And they're going to go out and sell it, man. Then they're going to kill it. And that's just the way he's looking at it. I don't think he's ready or I don't know if he's ready for this hustle, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the Eminem boys. I am, but I, I'm a little concerned at whatever their drive is going to be and whatever their work ethic is going to be towards the show. Um, Because Gus say what you want. He was going to actually work hard at doing nothing, but he was going to work hard at it. I don't know if these guys are going to do that. I think they'd work hard. And and I had concerns like logistically, how does it work? Montante had a decent answer, like how they would pick up the slack. That That is would suck for Coleman. Like it's a lot harder to communicate with two people for one job versus one person. It's like delegating work to interns. It's just not, it's not a, a fun thing to do. Um, it is funny, like Montante or, or Coleman has been like the target from Kirk and Mick and Blind Mike, like the Eminem boys are going to take his job. But if that were to be the case, mm and coleman coleman and kirk would team up to pit montante and mick against each other so it, it would be kind of funny mm. to see that those dynamics at play um I, I just and kirk said like i i he doesn't see montante lasting like a couple months in that role because he thinks he'd get burnt out or i mean whoever in kirk's circle of trust sent him that information put that thought in his head pretty pretty apt observation because mm. yeah i don't i don't think yeah he would last like for the long haul. Cause we know like he couldn't, he didn't want to commit to the B producer cause he didn't want to leave family. Like that's a legitimate reason. He didn't want to leave his, his, uh, his, his seaside house. Like there's legitimate reasons. I don't sure. fault him, but he Absolutely. has one foot in one foot in one foot out. So 
I don't know. And from from hearing from Coleman and and from Montante about how beautiful the women are in New Jersey. I mean, who could ever who could ever leave New Jersey and all those beautiful women? I've driven through New Jersey many times, spent many time, much, much time in New Jersey. I don't know what these guys are talking about. I don't know why New Jersey is somehow the Mecca of beautiful women. They're all just walking around. There's tens everywhere. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, you've seen Snooky, right? Jersey Shore. She's a 10. Oh, she's a 10. She's a 10. She's a smoke. Oh, wow. Um, To go on to that, now, the third chairs. We're talking third chairs here. Well, can I, can I just, can I cut you off? So as this Ziggy CEO, let's just imagine we're in a Papa Gino's. This is our mentoring, our (laughs) one-on-one, our our monthly or bi-weekly, if you want, Red, our one-on-one. So Red, here's some feedback. When, when someone on your show, such as myself says, yeah, I I, I don't think Gus should be back. I don't think Mick should be there. I don't think Montante should be there. Your follow-up question should probably be, okay, Ziggy, who do you think should be there? (laughs) Be some constructive criticism. Um, the answer to that question would be again, Justin. Simple as that. (laughs) Okay, we know it should be Justin. Justin's not going to do it, he already turned it down. He applied for a job in Chicago. Like, do you listen to the show, dude? He's not, he's not an option, Ziggy. And he's an option, he's an option, he's not an option, he's not an option. He turned Kirk down already. Just wait, just wait, but. You also need to factor in that this show did mess with his head, and the community and the fans didn't mess with his head. And you, you like Justin. I like Justin. I like Justin. So if I could just say, if you allow me to finish, CEO, when it, when it comes to Justin, for the better of his health and thinking about his long-term success, don't you want him to steer clear of this show and this community and just go off to the Chicago Pastures? enjoy himself there hit some golf balls shoot some shots here he'll be totally fine he'll be positive i so, what do we please just quick just quick ziggy ceo chiming in again you don't need to get thank so you. close to the mic because you're kind of popping mm-hmm. um yeah yeah sure thank you someone on twitter i apologize i don't i don't remember who it was did point out that when justin when kirk uh when dave left kirk there texted justin do you want the job Justin first expressed interest and he expressed interest because he thought Kirk was offering him like a B producer role. So again, Justin has not explicitly said no to this position. I'm just, I'm just holding, keeping my hope alive that every time Justin goes in, Kirk mentions it every single time. Who's who's in there next week. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I am. I, I, he's not a, out. <laughs> it's not an option it's not an option all right like, we'll see we'll see we'll see move on okay all right yeah, fine. i can't wait Get until you're wrong so we can rub it in your face your dog face <laughs> um ziggy i think you're a big fan of john and warren is that true uh that's he's a your nice guy. guy he's a, he's a nice that's guy. Your guy that's your guy thank you for thank you for calling him john and warren a couple of people i think kirk and kane just him call him john, john warren, warren. John, John from Warren. It's John in Warren. So let's John in Warren. There, um, I do appreciate someone that starts the show with the notebook open. I'm a notes guy, so just like don't even hide it. Just those notes are loud and proud. <laughs> That's the biggest folder I've ever seen of notes. I didn't think I didn't think Mayo's notes could be outdone, but he outdid them. That's for sure. I like John. I think he did a decent job. He has a hard time talking to the microphone, as some of us do. Yes, it's it's a it's a daunting task. You can be nervous in there. Um, Sheldon, you've been in the you've been on the show before. Ziggy and I have not been on the show. As somebody who's been on the show before, 
How do you think John did? Honestly, I didn't hate John. <laughs> I thought he was a good third chair. He couldn't be there by himself, but he was good just to be there. And I was not in that chair. I was with Dave Colnane and oh, yeah, that's true. I was watching Dave produce a show, you know, be all flustered and Dave like what did he smell it. like? Was he was he had he... gorgeous hair. Did he talk about me at all? Or no, I no, mean shit. well, Greg Polar was taking up most of the time with his ah, stupid lip shit. So, you know, whatever. I don't think he's been back since. So. Okay. Well, so who who are your what was the highlight for the third chairs then? Because if I mean, I know you're a Steve. Well, you know what? I, yeah, you know what I'm going to oh, say. Yeah, well, but uh, well, let's see you go first. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's let the CEO. Well, I mean, I, I think I love I love Steve from Gloucester. He's the he's a funny funny guy. Great punching bag. Very mockable. Can take a joke for the most part. And when he mm-hmm. can't take it, that's funny too. Like serious Steve is very funny. I think he said at one point it was ignorant to the listeners for Kirk to keep Gus around. Like, I think he truly believes that. And the fact that he can articulately say it with the list, who cares with the list? That's just a funny, that's just a funny character in the world. So I, I can't get enough. I mean, I probably can get enough of Steve, but every other week is, I think is a great spot for him. Okay. All right. I would say, uh, I would call him Patrick Ford, but I do want to quote the great court Minahan. Um, he did call him Flat Trick Ford, which I think is a great name. That should stick. So Flat Trick Ford. If anybody uses that, that was Quartz. I think that's a great one. I, I still enjoy the Ford experience, but I think John is coming for his corner of the street. Um, so I yeah, do they're worry very, about they're that. similar. They have a similar uh similar mm-hmm. style, which I appreciate. I appreciate that. And I do like those two then boxing out Mayo. If we can get a little box out of Mayo, get him to freak out a little bit. Oh, Mayo, the, the, guy, the guy who just outs callers that Kirk doesn't want to know about. And then he's really proud of it. And then he's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. No shit, Mayo. The show has been on since 2019. You fucking dummy. Well, My yeah. God. Yeah, he did blow that. He did. He blew that spectacularly. That's Idiot. true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think uh, obviously John Warren, Steve from Gloucester, Patrick Ford, Montante. Those are the guys I had on the list there. I don't know who we want else in this rotation. Hopefully there's some new guys. I think that's my biggest frustration is Coleman needs to bring in more new people. Like, okay, John Warren. Great. We need to get a new guy in there every week, at least. Yeah. I, I, I think you should open it up. A little more. I do think Dave was open borders were were a bit excessive, like bringing way too many drips that just he had no idea. I mean, I I don't even know if it's Dave's fault. It's just you have to have like John Warren did video, so at least you know like he's not a, a total idiot. Like he 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 won. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I really just want to get to this point. I want to go back to Please. Steve. I'm just getting distracted because I'd be very sad if I forgot to bring this up. I, I'm kind of a consigliere in the fraud father family. Um, I do, <laughs> oh, no. I do kind of send him some advice, mostly just like, "Hey, just be yourself, be yourself." So, great. He advice. did let me know. Today. <laughs> That's great advice. He did let me know today, or maybe it was yesterday. Sent me a nice DM. I did ask for permission because I'm a stand-up guy to read this. Mm-hmm. He said, "Thanks for your advice, Ziggy." I actually wrote it down on my notes and glanced at it multiple times during the show to stay composed. So, if you thought my ego could not get bigger. Just wait till we get to the Ziggy CEO section later on. I mean, this is <laughs> I unbelievable. Hate this. I hate this, honestly. This unbelievable. <laughs> so now he's like in your coaching tree, Steve yeah, from Gold. Pretty much. This, this no, is I, insane. I, he asked for advice, and I usually just say, hey, be yourself, Steve. Be yourself. Wow. 
That's yeah. really wise of you. Well, wow, well great done. advice. Be yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I only hey, learned that in grade our, school. Our one-on-one is next week, Sheldon. Let's save it. Let's save it for our one-on-one next uh, week. Yeah. I'm done with this. Hey, listen. Hey, just enjoy the process, man. Hey, hey, Steve from Gloucester, meet the moment. All right, buddy? Yeah, go, lay, do go, lay down. Go, go lay down. <laughs> go lay down. Go um, lay down. I want to talk about Coleman. I want to get your thoughts. I want to know where you guys are at. I want like to know. I, I want to turn around. I want to know where you are, Red, because uh, no, 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 on don't. the fence. Like we know how you can be. Kurt's called you a certain word in the past. I, I'm oh. not going to say it's true. I'm not going to say it, but I'm not going to say it's true or not true. I'm a very nice person. But very... you have a way about you where you say one thing, but then you tweet a thousand other things. So how do that's you not, feel about how do you feel true. about Jack Coleman? Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. I, I'll I'll explain my Coleman feelings here. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the positive first because there is a positive there. The one positive I'll say is I do think that he's done a great job the last couple of days of engaging with the men of fans on Twitter. He's done a great job of doing that. Something that Gus never was able to do. So he's he's doing a little bit more of what Dave Cullen was Gus great didn't at. engage with the men of fans? Well, I mean. No, no, no. Like, look, Coleman was doing it on general Twitter. Gus was doing it to all the DMs. All right, that's fair. This that's is what I'm saying. Carry on, carry on. Like, could you, thank you for interrupting me yes. as I was trying to get to my point. Yeah, I appreciate I that, CEO. Yeah. So Coleman, Coleman is trying to further the joke on Twitter. He's had some good jokes in there. Um, he's done a good job of that. I will give him credit for that. He's, he should continue to do that. If he, if he listens to anything I say, hopefully he listens to that. My issues with Coleman is he's got a lot of Steve Robinson in him as far as the lies. I know, I know that best of, just to go back to this, that that best of with intern Nicholas, I know that there was something going on between those two working on the best of, I just know it. And the fact that you hire an intern or have an intern involved, and then you don't tell Kirk about it. And then once Kirk finds out about it, then you say that he's not an intern. I just don't buy it. I just can't. So I, that's my first issue with Coleman. My most important issue with Coleman, and I don't care how long this goes. I'll go for an hour on this. <laughs> Coleman's take on Tupac in and hip-hop in general is the worst shit I've ever heard. The worst. Okay? Now, I'm going to read a couple of things for you here. Okay? And I've got a tweet of his I'm going to read. So just sit back and enjoy this, guys, because here we go. When it comes to his take on Tupac, he said that Tupac was an art kid, an arts kid from the suburbs. Um and he accused him of just going to this art school in Baltimore and being some kind of a fake hip-hop artist. Number one, okay, just so we're clear, Tupac moved to Oakland because Baltimore was too violent. That's right. He moved to Oakland because Baltimore was too violent when he was living there with his family. That just gives you a little taste of, one, how crazy Baltimore is, and two, how crazy Tupac is. So we got to respect him there. All okay, right, so the, today's show is sponsored the, by Milton's. Milton's, the store you. from... Yeah, thank you. Are right, you done with the get... bit, Red? You done with the... No, we I'm not it. done. He has bad rats. I'm not we done. I'm going to keep going, okay? You asked me the question. I got the microphone now, so I'm going. Good, I don't think this is good radio right now. I think this is great radio right now, okay? So then that's what he said about Tupac, and I just want to read this, okay? I'm going to read this, and I'm going to let this go after, okay? All right. All right. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Tupac shot two off-duty police officers who were beating up a guy in the street while they were hammer drunk. Okay. Tupac shot both of those guys. Okay. He was about that life. He was very much about that life. And so I'm just going to say, if you're going to say that about Tupac, 
You don't know anything about what you were talking about. Now, I will go to his tweet where he was talking about his top 10 rappers of all time. And Ziggy, I want you to defend this because I know you're a Coleman guy. His top 10 rappers of all time, and I'm going to read it just how he said. He said M, as in Eminem. He said Wayne, as in Lil Wayne. He said J, called him J, as in Jay-Z. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Snoop, Nas, Biggie, Tupac, and Nicki Minaj. He has Tupac. Right ahead of Nicki Minaj. So what I'm what I'm saying is Ziggy. What I'm saying is Ziggy. What kind of a douchebag? What kind of an asshole calls Eminem M in a tweet? Go ahead and defend it. I think Coleman knows. He knows when he's. He knows how to play it up. He knows how to play up the fact that he's a 23 year old. Let it rip off the rip. All that stuff. I I like Coleman. I really don't care about his rap. I don't. I just don't have an opinion on it. I I don't know why you wasted five minutes of our. our, It wasn't a waste. That's a ridiculous tweet. You're you're harming the integrity of our listeners and the integrity of our show (laughs) by going down that rabbit hole. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Coleman, on Twitter, whatever, doesn't have the best tweets. Who cares? Great instincts on the show. Like now that we know he brought those munchkins in for Mick to to piss him off, that's good instincts. And it was. You have to admit, it was impressive today going out to find the Sydney Sweeney lookalike not just to go out, but to like have the instincts to bring your camera. And it sounded like he was in people's faces. Like that's, that's something not a lot of people would do. We know Gus is not comfortable doing that. Like would Montante or Mick do that? I don't know, maybe, but Coleman did it. He didn't, he wasn't even asked to film it. Like that's very good instincts. Good sign. Coleman stocks on the rise. Glad I bought in at the ground floor. Okay. Um, So, okay. All right. Sheldon, the floor is yours, I guess. Well, I mean, your whole rant was really stupid because his family left Baltimore to go to Oakland because it was too violent. And then he ended up shooting a bunch of people. Yeah. Dumb, dumb he's about that life. That's I, all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I, didn't, he I didn't listen to a word that read. He's yeah. not an arts kid in the suburbs. That's all well, I'm saying. Yeah, he's about he, that life. Because he sucks. He's dead. So okay. Eminem is the best. We all know that. Montante, uh, that's M, def- asshole. That's M. Okay. Montante E-M. definitely is with me. And I won't say just because he has the best rap, okay? And, yeah, so Coleman's 23. He doesn't get everything. I mean, like, Ziggy's 47. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we're not just like Coleman. So what if he's confused with sports clips and the chicks talking sports? That's I mean, true. I'm not positive. I think I know what Sinise or whatever her name is, Sweeney looks like. Mm-hmm. But, uh I'm not positive. That's the only thing that bothers me about Coleman. Not it doesn't sure if the chicks in Jersey are that much hotter than Watertown. Do, do you? That kind of pisses me off. Does it bother you that the man claims that he doesn't masturbate, doesn't watch porn, yet knows all of these porn stars? Does that concern you at all? I mean, I not mean, as concerning. I love Dave Colonnade, and he said women don't masturbate. So I mean, <laughs> what are we doing here? It's not as concerning as Montante knowing like where the underscore in that one in that one chick's user uh, Twitter account was. Like he he now nailed that. He's he searched for that a couple times. He had that one memorized. <laughs> well, we all have. I mean, don't play dumb scene. <laughs> I'm not gonna take Montante's Red, we can wrap up Coleman by just saying Stephen A. Smith drops, yay or nay. Yes, we know the answer. Oh, yes, yes. So one hundred percent. The Stephen A. Smith drops are great. The drops the drops are good. I will say when Kirk's going on a rant, like when Kirk when Kirk's going on the ringer rant, you gotta just back up. Same with Steve from Gloucester. You, you don't don't give your takes. You don't we don't need the silly drops. That's just when you go full throttle. So I agree. You, you gotta, gotta you step gotta, away you, there. You Take that finger away spots. from the mouse. Yep. The only thing the only thing that bothers me about the drops is how much Andy Mayo 
cares about the drops. So I guess the fact that he loves it so much, I guess I'll deal with it. But I agree with you. He just got to he's got to pick his spots in there. But I do I do think he is the best producer as far as the drops go. The only, my concern about the drops though is Steve Robinson was not good at the drops. I don't know where this is coming from, but Steve Robinson yeah. and, was not a drop artist. No, all. and Dave and Dave did use them. Oh, there's some revisionist history there. Dave did them. He just. He got lazy with him. He did him in the beginning. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I guess we lost Sheldon for a little bit there. That's okay. We're going to keep this thing rolling. Um, Ziggy, do you have anything else before I get to the random notes? I know you have a lot of random notes. Yes. Just to recap your thoughts on Coleman. Oh, boo-hoo. Fuck you. Which is what he said to that caller. That tried to to catch him. (laughs) Oh, boo-hoo. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. And he did have the poo-poos. He brought the poo-poos. I mean, that that was was a top five moment of the week. That was great timing on his part. This is way way too many compliments for Coleman. I'm going to get past that. Um, Let's go to random notes. And I'm going to start off with my random note. You good, Sheldon? Go ahead. Okay. My random note that I want to go to is, and it applies to today because there was a 90210 caller, but I need all 90210 callers. And listen, I'll tweet this out. Sure. I'll put my (laughs) ideas out there and Ziggy will call me out for it. That's fine. All 90210 callers should only call in when Mutt is in with Kirk because Mutt is the only one who actually knows what's going on with 90210. So that's the only value to Kirk than playing off of that. Montante has no idea. These guys have no idea what's going on with it. So it's 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 fine if you call, but it's not as good as when Mutt is there. That's all that I'll say. So please take my advice. Well, I would say that uh, you mean the third chair that isn't 50 doesn't really get the 90210? Shocking. <laughs> like, no shit. If you're going to call on as a 90210. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. I got a phone call. Hey, Mutt. Uh, yeah, what's up? Um... Yeah, let's do the same thing last week, but um, no, yeah, yeah, let's do 10,000 views this time. Um, okay, yep, make the check to Big A, got it. All right, thanks, buddy. All right, sorry about that. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Ziggy Bits. <sighs> Ziggy Bits. Ziggy Bits. Um, I just, another note that I had was came from today. Uh, she was wearing a hijab. Hijab? What, what? What is Matati talking about there? What I know what he's talking about. Is not the. I mean, he mispronounces a lot. I don't think he's ever pronounced Gloucester correctly. Um, I think hijab is maybe the correct pronunciation. You there, can but. you can hear how scared he is when he tries to pronounce <laughs> Gloucester too. He is he's terrified of it. Um, and another one I had before I pass it off to Ziggy. Um, you know, not to pat myself on the back. I don't like to do that. But I do remember going on a little bit of a rant last last week talking in our random notes about how bad Julie is on the show. Awful. And then come to find out Friday night, I I say that. And then Saturday I wake up and Julie is now, you know, excommunicado out. So I want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for listening to me, Kirk. Appreciate that. We all know how bad Julie is on the show. Would like for her to stay in the background. I think she will stay in the background. So thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, you definitely were not the only one to, to disparage her last week. I didn't the hear anybody thing, else saying it. I didn't hear the only else. thing, like, I didn't actually listen last week. Um, I wasn't in my CEO role at that point. So I didn't feel the need to listen. But the only thing I'll say is I think Kirk said Julie told him, like, the direct quote, this week of KMS has fully consumed my mind. Like, as Minifans, as diehard Minifans, 
it doesn't it's not a week by week thing it's like every week so that kind of i don't know that that kind of summed up julie like she's in sometimes she's out sometimes oh this is a great show this is the best show ever it's like well yeah we know like we've been living it for x amount of years so i don't know that's all i have to say about that that's all i have to say about that um sheldon i know one thing that you are a big fan of the dan katz caller but <laughs> my question is do you think he should call in more often Honestly, I think one time a show is not enough. Dan oh. Katz caller, you should call in twice a show because we definitely don't get enough of you. <laughs> I mean, you can change your bits every time, but you should call in twice a show, please. I'm, I, I, I I need it. I'm picking up on the fact that he is uh, he is not a fan of Rico only because Rico won't take his calls anymore, and he wants to call into that show a lot. And, and and he should just keep talking about high noons and always Dan from Newton Mush, and then he should do that at least twice a show because once a show isn't enough. I I mean five times this week was not enough. Please keep I, doing it. I, I'm sure no one's listening after Red's Tupac rant or whatever that was, but Son those that bitch. are, I am sure they're screaming into their phones. Like Sheldon from North Dakota is complaining about a caller calling every day, being the first don't, one on the call. Like that was you, Sheldon. You somehow were the this. very first person. I liked your calls. You know, I've always loved you. I still love you. You don't but, have to like him. It was but, fucking uh, in 2020. Fucking I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I'm just saying. This is like what people a goddamn year, dude. Get him, Sheldon. Uh, Get him. This I guy's... come up with a fucking bet. Like, yeah, I did that for like two or three weeks straight. This in guy 2020. Get... And then guess what? I stopped. We do it every fucking day. Like, holy shit, dude. What, were, what was your oh, bet back, in, what was your back in 2020? <laughs> like, holy shit, really? Okay, fucking whatever, dude. I'm not gonna listen to this. Slander. Ziggy, you're a monster. Yeah, whatever. CEO. I'm just mad because because I I told you I was gonna do a bit, and then we're gonna segue into an to another subject, and then you kind of missed that. So yeah, we missed that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah, go ahead, I don't. CEO. You're the host. You're the host. Well, listen. You're, did, well, you're did the we only one did CEO. did we operate? Uh, a D-Day level operation overlord like coup of the network last week. Yes, we did. Was Kirk yes, a willing did. participant? Yes. Was an unnamed former producer willing participant? Yes. Was it our idea? Yes. Not Kirk's. He tried to take credit for it. Did we buy <laughs> views? Did we buy views? No, we did not. So I, it was just, uh, Menners do, I mean, I know we talked, like talked to the main show, the main show. Just have to mention Menor show the previous night when there's like Gatling gun special effects going on in the background. And he's for 30 minutes saying, I don't understand why these guys would do this. They would break my, break our trust. It's like the reason we did it was for you to do a 30 minute show freaking out with Gatling, right. Gatling gun noises going off in the background. Like it's just a little, just a little dig at him, the little guy. So nothing, and, nothing yeah. against Joe, nothing malicious, just, just to, just establishing our dominance on the network. And just to be clear, I don't think I don't think anybody said that Joe wasn't willing to put the show up. Correct? There wasn't no, any any of that. Going yeah, on. I can't blame Kirk for trying to make a, a story. I love I love to stir that up. That that is great. <laughs> I will say though, if I I do worry about um, the police force or at least what's going on in Australia, because the genius of Menners thinking that we would 
put on a show to then buy views for the show. That seems like a ridiculous thing for us to do. If we wanted to hurt the network, we would just buy views for the other shows and point the blame at them. That that would be ridiculous for for our own show. That's that's stupid. The funniest, the funniest part is his reasoning was we wanted to put it early in the morning because we knew he was asleep. Because if he was asleep, he couldn't be defending the network from people buying views. As if he's like, like, use it with a sword, like waving them off, <laughs> like Holmes keep kicking people off the wall. Like it made no, his logic made no sense. And then of course the next morning he knows the truth is not his side. So Kirk calls him and he just backtracks like classic menors was he even on the show like there was nothing there every time he does this and i'll say the same thing about mick their tweets are far better than anything they do talking into a microphone they never especially menors he never rises to the occasion he always turtles he always backs down he always tries to weasel out of something that he said like he's an idiot he is a moron but i thank you Thank you, Manners. You're a good, good little boy for putting our show up on Saturday morning. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. You're a good little doggy. Thank you. Anyway, I just want to anyway. thank Manners for reaching out to me while I was at work today, apologizing, so we could let the rundown be on Saturday. Yeah, morning. I promised I wouldn't share his apology. It was very heartfelt. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, so I forgive you, Manners. You can put yeah. the rundown up, buddy. Apology accepted. I mean, honestly, the reason we 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 agreed to send it to Menors is we didn't trust Gus to get it up on time. So that's <laughs> there's our last choice. All right, what? random notes. Back to random Please. notes. Please. These new blackout curtains look like absolute shit. Like these are the Walmart special. And Coleman, I think last the end of last year said he's he's good at wrapping presents. Like if you're good at wrapping presents, you should. I, I'd expect you to be a Type A like. Get the iron out, throw them in the wash, iron them, get them nice and crisp because they look terrible. Um, <laughs> and just one other Coleman point, the, the keen observers of the vlog might have noticed Coleman has a heated blanket on his bed, which is just such a Coleman move. I love it. A heated blanket. I'm, I did not I'm see pretty that. sure I saw a heated blanket on the bed. I don't, I, you know, it's been a little while since I've been, is, is he 24? I think he's 24 he's or whatever. He's 23. 23. What kind of 23-year-old <laughs> needs a heated blanket? What kind of he's he's some grandma from South I, Dakota? I, he can't even what is he doing? That was a, I mean, that, right now it's negative four one wind chill here. I can see it. I mean, leave right. Coleman alone. He's 23. He's still a kid. Hey, I'm, you wouldn't survive a day in these New England winters, you yeah, asked. Right. You didn't, you you didn't go to Sheldon's oh. wedding, so you don't know like the inside jokes in North Dakota. You don't put down the South Dakota people aren't the butt of the jokes. It's the Minnesota people that are the butt of the jokes. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Sorry. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, the heated blanket. That's that's a surprise. Also, too, I didn't see a producer show. I didn't see uh, was there a Today? was there was there a producer show today? There was there was one today. In Where was Mick, it on the? And Gus was on it. Which and Gus awesome. was on it because they Gus didn't promote it. it yeah. They didn't promote it on Twitter at all. Uh, I don't know if they did. I don't remember. But there was oh. one. It was, it was a little awkward. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I didn't see yeah. that. I'm worried about the vlog. I'm worried about the you know what the what these guys are doing because I don't see a lot of that going on. Well, no, I didn't okay. see it because I was working. You know, like blue collar manual labor. So mm-hmm. sorry if I couldn't pretend like I was some fancy pants in a goddamn mm-hmm. studio talking about a podcast i was on this is my last chance fuck you (laughs) god um moving on i got another one gus um mentioned the shit piss cum sandwich um 
full disclosure, I, I'm, I have my notes written down on my work computer, so I did not fully write that out. I had to do like shorthand for shit, piss, cum. Why would you uh, pick it out your work computer in case? Uh, it's, my only, it's the only computer I have, to be fair. Um, but the, the most offensive part of that was not like the first three things. Is the fact that he was going to use water. He was going to spray water on it. Like you're going to go to those extents, to those lengths. And then you're going to use, like use some Mountain Dew or something for the piss. Don't use water. That's just a classic Gus, like taking a shortcut there. I thought that was kind of funny. Whatever. I'm not talking about Gus anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, fuck that guy. Good riddance. All right. Ziggy, what else? I burned. I, uh, as I always oh, do, man, I always I'm burn through getting, all my riddance. I'm just getting started. Please, the floor started. Yours, man. Um... All right, let's see. I mean, Toilet Gate, we didn't get into Toilet Gate. Your thoughts? Who did it? Um, that's an IBS shit, man. That's that's an IBS <sighs> shit. I mean, I'm not somebody who has IBS. I know some people who do have it. That That is not a normal thing that came out of that person. There's no way that that has to be Mick. I would man. like to think if Mick did it, like he sat down and just like that happened. He's like, I better flip up the toilet seat and look. And he did. Yeah, I agree. So I, I don't have, I don't have what Mick has. I have like the less serious cousin of Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. We're first off, we're experts. Mick and I are experts at this. We're, we're masters of our craft, just like Kirk, master wiper. We know to check, like we know. So I, I don't think it was Mick and the pube. Like we know Mick's totally shaved because he's ready for Mick bait. So I don't <laughs> think it was Mick. Um, I, I think actually I'm going to throw Montante out there because the only reason that Montante was cleared of the accusations was him saying, oh, it wasn't like that two weeks ago. How, we're just going to take him for his word. Like he's the hairiest guy there. Just look at him. Look at I him. mean, he he who smelt it, dealt it or whatever, whatever <laughs> okay, that saying is. I think you're probably right. No. Well, listen, you don't feel comfortable criticizing Montante. That's fine, Sheldon. But that, that, he brings him. he brings a lot of good evidence there. That's all I'm saying. I, I will criticize Montante. He was last in his high school class. There, you happy? Okay, all right. Yeah. He has questionable shits, maybe. I, if anybody's going to do it, the, well, you know what's unfair is that they always blame the fat guy. So the fattest guy <laughs> yeah. is always going to get blamed. I'm yeah, just saying. Poor, poor Gaber. I think he learned a lesson the first time. Like he would go in there and just destroy the bathroom and then leave. I don't think he would do that. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that interaction that he saw that didn't actually happen. Maybe that scared him so much that he had to go in there. Who knows? I don't know. But that, that was an awful tweet to, to see. I, I, there, who could ever retweet that or send that out? That was awful. Yeah, I wonder. Mm. Um, mm. I did have something they talked about. Kirk talked about, um, uh, Jeff D. Lowe, or someone asked, or John and Warren asked Kirk about Jeff D. Lowe at the concert, like what type of concert goer go he was. Kirk brought up Mike Reese. Um, I do have some uh, little show and tell to share mm. to the class. Uh, I was sitting behind Mike Reese at a concert last year. I'll turn is the audio down. Is this going to be what I think it's going to be? The Wiggles? Yes. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Fistball. Just, just. The clap at the end. <laughs> He was pumped up. He was pumped up. Where he hunches like he like a little hip bend, and then he just gets into it. And he starts clapping. I love that. God. It's hard to judge people on those shows. Um, it was oh, kind of yeah. weird. Like yeah. Jeff probably had a guilty conscience. He's sending a gift six months later after the six months after the concert. He finally sends him a gift. But and last Jeff Delo point. No Please. Pat Ford Day tweet today. Very interesting. Oh. So I don't know if there's anything to read into there, but no Pat Ford Day tweet. Wow. Maybe he's no longer I, a Pat Ford guy. 
I, I I love the Drip Lord, but I, now I can't unsee him as Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Pro, hey, props to him for bringing that out there and selling himself out there with two of the pancake face. Like, he didn't have to share that. He didn't have to put that out there. Good oh, for he him. regretted it as soon as he did. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's too bad. Oh, well. Um, Ziggy. I mean, I'm lo- I'll be honest. I'm looking at like a dozen more notes, so. Go for it, man. Through, yeah. I can run through them. Or, Give it to us. Or, Come on. I mean, I, I know, I, you know, on, Ziggy. I, know I often put the team on my back, but. Yeah, let's um, go. Let's this go. This one, we're what, 52 minutes in. Kirk's probably done with his run. He's not listening, so I'll, I'll get this one off. Get um, after it. Kirk had three things I just want to kind of correct him on this week. Oh. One, he said um, attacking Gus was like beating a dead fish, not a dead horse. Um, two, he gave Gus a hard time for calling it the good fellas instead of just good fellas. Never meanwhile, meanwhile, Kirk tweeted something about the Eagles, capital T, the Eagles. The band's name is just Eagles. Um, and then mm. I'm afraid to even say, I'm not even going to say this one because <laughs> it, it flies a little too close to the sun. All right, fine. He, ca- he called Bruce, Bruce Frederick Springsteen, which is, of course, correct, but his full name is Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen. So. Oh, we'll cut oh, that one out later <laughs> oh yeah let me again let me apologize for my my tupac rant yeah please let, well, you gotta I save apologize. the best up till the end <laughs> my apologize sorry about that my god uh all right let's turn it around funniest moment of the week was kirk's blind mic impression the like what's next coleman what's oh. next coleman that i was just dying and then he brought it back later in the show or the next show I have not. I I have not listened to that episode yet. I I usually listen to it the day of. I feel so bad that Kirk has now exposed that that I don't yeah. feel like I can listen to it now. I don't think Kirk loves will. taking like the meanest shots at Mike at the end of the week, knowing that Mike's gonna like simmer on them till till he comes back, and then Mike will bring it up like passive aggressively, like halfway through the show, like, oh yeah, I forgot about this last week. Yeah. That was bullshit when you said. <laughs> Just all weekend ruined his yeah. weekend. Oh yeah. man, Mike, that's too bad. Um, another one, Gus wanting to bring Creed Bratton in because he's a musician. He called um, him today. What? He called oh, yeah. him today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Creed he sure did call him. That was a terrible call. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, but yeah, because he's a musician, <laughs> not anything else. Um, Pat Ford putting Steve over Cullen in on his list of producers. That hurt. I kind of understand what his kindergarten or uh, class, classmates were we're thinking with the nickname. Yeah, that's not that's really not that close. The Dave, the yeah, Cullinane no, no, and no. Steve, it's not that close at all. I don't understand that. Like I under I do understand that Steve was first, but Cullinane by far and away was the best fit for the show. He was the best producer for the show. Yeah. Kirk said he was the best, he was funnier on air. That's really all like that's the most important part of the show. That's all you need to know. All you need to know. Um Oh, Gus brought up, or Kirk said that Gus always brings up gig for some reason, which I think is something we said last week on the rundown. And then Gus like pushed back on it. And then the very next thing was Gus saying, okay, we have a Tim and Canton call. So Tim and Canton was like, <laughs> like that was, that was his second, like that, that's a side piece. That's he, a side piece to, to gig. He just can't, he can't, he can't help himself. He just no. can't. I mean. No. Um, I'm sure no one's listening at this point, but Olive Garden, great, great value because you get the breadsticks and the, you load up on breadsticks and salad, and then you can take home almost a whole meal for leftovers. Just a great. You load up on breadsticks and the zupa, zupa. You don't <laughs> take the fucking salad. Are you, you get nuts? The, you get the super oh. salad. Now, now, did Kirk say that as like? I know he was trolling Steve from Gloucester there, but uh, he said Olive, that before that he likes Olive Garden. Olive Garden is a legitimate chain restaurant. I mean, oh, yeah. you. You know exactly what you're going to get there. It's going to be no, quality. 
Applebee's sucks. I would take Olive Garden 10 times out of 10. 100%. Or Applebee's. Applebee's is just straight out of the microwave food. Like, it's not even close. No, no I... I yeah. I, I'm Jay, not here for for Olive Garden slander, not at all. Jay Pace, Olive Garden, just neck and neck in the top Italian restaurants. <laughs> um, thanks for the laugh there. Um, yeah, we are the world. Bad. We are the world. I don't. Were you? I didn't go back and watch the Minifin one. Were you in that one, Red? That's a serious question. I don't know. I don't remember. I uh, I was actually I was in it at one point. This was a that that was the DEC yeah. joint that he put on. Um, DEC then cut me from that and put somebody <laughs> else in. So I did somewhere in my house. I did a, I did it in the closet to get really good audio yeah. and I did whatever that, that whatever part of it was. And I'm sitting in the closet and then I, and I send that out and then I'm not actually in the song. It was perfect. It was perfect. Like who is DEC? Is that that fucking fat guy that would do reviews of dog parks on Yelp? <laughs> that that's the guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the guy. DC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the t- at the time I I think DC like tweeted out like he needed like more female vocals and Kurt, not Kurt, being my feelings about red dogs. I'm gonna run away. <laughs> <laughs> so DC put out a tweet like we I need more female vocals. So I was like enough I, I was nothing at that point. No one knew who I was on Twitter. I DM'd him and was like, I can do a female vocal because I I could pretend to sing high and he's like oh yeah okay like i'll, I'll let you know and then i messaged him back i was like just so you know i'm not actually female and then he just i never heard anything from him. so i think we know what he was trying to get at with that tweet Unbelievable. um all right couple more three more then we'll wrap it up um kirk hinted at a future future barstool project and then he threw like a very small i think it was a hint that it was would be with big cat so that'll be interesting i have i have no guesses what it could be but just um Look out for that. Ziggy was right if if and when that happens. Oh wow. Um two more. Steve from Gloucester. I saw he like untagged himself from some tweets this week, which I don't blame him. He gets a lot of shrapnel. But the fact that that man knows enough of, of technology of how to untag himself from a tweet, but doesn't know what OnlyFans is, like a couple weeks ago when he, he was like perplexed. Oh, cool. What what is the OnlyFans, anyways? How's that work? Like, come on, yeah. Steve. Never Come heard on. of it. I don't know what we'll lay down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone else want to take the mic before I? I was going to say props. I will say props to Montante then for being, you know, owning his horniness where where Steve from Gloucester is going to hide from it a little bit. Like just, <laughs> just own it, man. There's no kink shame here. You're good yeah. for it, man. I mean, uh, listen, uh, who amongst us hasn't watched Yogi Bear one time and then just worked <laughs> one out? Who knows? Like it, it happens. Him talking about fucking Lois and uh, Marge. He's like, well, look at those yellow tits. And it's like, what are you doing? You don't have to do this, Montata, you dummy. Uh, he's like, yeah, she looks pretty good. And then he's like, oh, I wouldn't pick this scene. It's like, how many scenes have you watched? It's Marge or it's Roseanne Barr for Montata and no one else. Oh, yeah. Hey, she's turned out to be very fucking. <laughs> i don't know I, <laughs> um, all right last but probably least um coleman at the be- very beginning of the week when they're talking about kirk's like heart issues was first off coleman said that he th- he had an inkling that something was physically wrong with kirk the week before at the end of the previous week so that was kind of funny but coleman also texting kirk in the er asking if he needed anything uh, i'd like to think that was an homage to um to kelleher with 
Dave in the um, when his wife was in labor, asking if we could bring him dinner. That's a great so. callback. It did it did concern me that his first thought was, well, if Harry needed a ride anywhere, that was a little, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was yikes. That was don't let that be the first thing you offer up. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <sighs> All right, boys. Anything else? My chamber is empty. All right, Sheldon, you good? I got nothing. It's Boys. I get a 45 degrees wind chill. I got nothing. All right. Well, stay warm out there. Get your electric blanket ready. Okay. <laughs> and uh, that's the rundown. See ya.